Welcome to Worldwide Country Radio, WWCR, coming to you live from country music's capital of the world. This is Ron Letterman, and we're pleased to bring you each and every week at this time, Legends Never Die with Billy James. And now, here he is, Billy James. Uh-huh. 
Billy James, coming to you from 1360 AM on your dial. I'm not in Nashville tonight. My original show came out in Nashville, Tennessee, broadcast worldwide, all over the world on a 100,000-watt transmitter. Now, if you're listening tonight, uh, you're, you're, uh, you're in for a piece of music history because I have on the line a friend of Mr. Elvis himself. Her name is Louise Shields, and I'd like to welcome her to the show. Louise, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Oh, great. Louise, uh, I'd like you to uh, elaborate on some songs that you sent to me, especially one. It's called That's All I Have Left of You. You wrote it. Right. Could you tell me about it, how, you, how that came about, how you came to write that song about Elvis? Well, we were sitting around the pool one day, and, and uh, we were talking about people and and it just came to my mind, you know, that she had left, and that was all he had left was a picture of her, and that is how we got to know him, you know, with the song, was uh, writing the song and saying, that's all we have left of you. Elvis Presley said that? Yes. He, he pulled out a picture and said, this is all I have left of you. Oh. Is that correct? Yeah. Wow, that's something, and that inspired you to write the song. Yeah. Louise, tell me how long you knew Elvis Presley. I knew him when he was a young man. He was in Tupelo, Mississippi. He lived right across the street from a cousin of mine. And uh, I used to watch him sit on the porch with his mom in the swing and swing and play the guitar and sing to her. Oh my God, that's marvelous. When did you uh, first become friends with Elvis? Well, we were traveling with an artist of mine and um, Someone that wanted me to go hear an artist that they was going to the club to hear, but they kept saying, "Let's go to my place," and I thought they meant to their home. And I said, "Oh no!" <laughs> and then we finally gave in and went. And guess what? It was Elvis. <laughs> you also knew Jerry Lee Lewis, didn't you? Very well. Oh, yeah. Yes. Travel with Jerry a lot. 
You told me a story one time about Jerry Lee leaving a party at your house. Oh, yeah. And he went over to see Elvis, and he got locked up. Yeah, but see, that was a mistake also, because Jerry did not do anything, because he just said the tip. There was a young man at the gate, and he told the, the man, said, uh, see, Elvis had called over at Jerry's house and asked us to come over. Oh. And uh, Jerry didn't want to go. He asked us if we wanted to go, and I said, no, I come to see you. We don't want to go see him. You know, we go to his house when we want to see him, and he called back and asked us to come again. So we went over, and when we got there, this young man at the gate didn't know Jerry, so uh, he said, uh, well, tell him the killer was here. And he said, yeah. And he called the cops and said that Jerry said he was going to kill him here. <laughs> and uh, they took Jerry in, but we, got, we beat him down there and got him. <laughs> you got him out. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. You had a lot of uh, parties. Uh, you were you were actually at a lot of parties with Elvis, weren't you? Oh, yeah. yeah, he, yeah. he shot one um, New Year's Eve where he shot fireworks, and he shot a, what they call a chaser. Yeah, I know what they are. <laughs> and one got after me, and I turned around and ran, and I ran into a pole right beside his mother's car. And it knocked me out because of the cucumber. When I come up to it, he was standing over and telling the boys to check the pole and see if it hurt it. Instead of me. <laughs> he was a character, man. We had a lot of good times together, though. You were, uh, you were right there when uh, he brought Priscilla off the airplane when he brought oh, yeah. her from Germany yeah. at the house, weren't you? Yes, I was. Yes, I was. We were all... We had a party that night also. We had a good time at Elvis's house. How did Priscilla react at first? Was she really scared like her? Well, she was, you know, she's very young, but she was, she, she was okay. She, was she okay. didn't know how to take everybody being there, though. You know. <laughs> Can't tell. And you, you know, you couldn't blame her, I guess. Because she was young and had come all that way, and she didn't know any of us, so I guess I'd have to say she did real well. How about that? Elvis gave you a couple of, uh, let me see, right before he died, he gave you, you two, had one of them little teddy bears or something? Yeah, and I also Tell me about that. They gave me. He gave it to you? Or... I sent you one that he gave me also. I know you did, to record a song for you. Yeah. You said, I'll give you one of these little promotional bears that you got from Elvis if I'd sing this song. Yeah, I got one two weeks before he died. That was the last time that I saw him before he died. Oh, it's a shame. And uh, I was there one time for a Christmas party, Christmas Eve party, and oh, it was snowing. We were all outside. There was a bottle lying in his mother's car. And I got after him about that bottle being there. And I said, what do you want me to do with it? And he says, I've got a better idea. You take it home with you, and I still have it. What kind of bottle was it? Just the King James Version. King, oh, a Bible. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you said a bottle. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that, Louise. No, no. <laughs> I'm going to see if I can let them hear the song that you wrote, that you sent to me, and you gave me one of them little teddy bears, and I recorded it for you. So let me see if I can get this thing to come up. 
stay on the line with me now. Okay. Okay. Listening to the Billy James Show. I'm the only singing DJ in the entire world. How do you like that? At any rate, I'm on the phone. You're listening to music history with someone who was a friend of Elvis Presley's, who wrote songs about him, who sent them to me, who watched him grow up. And that song was written by Louise Shields right after Elvis looked up and said to Priscilla, You know, that's all I have left of you now is a picture. And Louise wrote that song, and many, many years later, only a couple years ago in my life, she sent me a tape on it that said, from the Elvis Files. I didn't know who she was at the time. And I called her, and she said, if you record this song for me, I'll send you a promotional bear that Elvis Presley gave her. And she sent it to me, and I recorded it. And I'd love to hear from you. The phone number here is 227-1360. If you would like to ask Louise a question about the king, the only true king of rock and roll, Give us a call, 227-1360, area code 609. Hold on, I'm going to bring Louise back on the line here. Hello, Louise, are you with me? Yes, sir. Okay, you wrote another beautiful song here that you sent to me. It's called, But We Do. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yes, sir. Can you tell me about that song? Billy, that was my mom's favorite song. And, uh... That song was sing at her funeral, and that song means an awful lot to me, because uh, it talks about you don't have to wear a ring, you don't have to say I do, but, you know, we do. We say those things, and uh, so one day we just sat down and wrote the song. That's how it came about, and then we sent it to you, and a beautiful job on it. 
Well, a lot of people really love that song. Uh, I dedicate it to uh, some people every week. Jane Ann and Louie from down in Blue Anchor, they fell in love with the song. A girl named Jane Ann and Louie, uh, just in case you couldn't hear me. Yeah, and my mom. And your mom, that's right. They played that at your mother's funeral, didn't they? Right, um, they sure did. I want to let the people hear it. It's called But We Do, written by Louise Shields, a friend of Elvis himself is. And it goes like this. If we can get her cranking here. with the only singing DJ in the world. How do you like that? Music history being made here WNJC. I have Louise Shields on the phone, and she was a friend of Elvis and Selvis and watched them grow up. And 
Louise, are you still with me, Louise? Yes, I am. Okay. What else would you like to talk about with about Elvis himself or Jerry Lee? Well, you told me some funny stories, but I'll tell you. <laughs> He did what? We were visiting one time, and we we were walking around the swimming pool, and we said something about let's go swimming. So he pushed us in, closing out. <laughs> you and one of your girlfriends? Huh? Was you with one of your girlfriends at that time? Yes, I was promoting a girl uh, that I had out on record. We were at Elvis's at a party. Yeah. <laughs> out by the pool, and we just made this remark: let's go swimming. So he just pushed him in the swimming pool, closing it off. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty wild. Yeah, but you should have been there at the party where he turned the caser loose and thought he was going to get some of those, and it went up his breeches leg, and it he come out of them pants. What the? <laughs> his pants, because the chaser went up the breeches leg. The firecracker? Yeah. Oh, my God. He was uh, setting them off. There were some peacocks out, and we were after him because he was making the peacocks run, you know, and scaring them, and we were after him, and he turned it loose and thought we were going to get it, but we didn't. He got it. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean peacocks? Where was peacocks at? In his backyard. Where at? Graceland? Yeah, Graceland, yeah. Oh, Okay. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know he had peacocks there. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy, some of the things that we did. I'd like the people to hear another song that you wrote. It's called Angel Don't Cry. It's a beautiful song. It's on my album. And what can you tell me about that song that you sent me, Angel Don't Cry? A friend of mine was sitting in the living room with me, and this lady called, and she was very sad. We thought we were talking to her, and I up and said, the angels don't cry, please don't cry, and we sat there and wrote that song. Would you, would you say that whole thing again? You're, you were breaking up, Louise, on the phone here. Would you say that again, please? We were in my living room. Who's we? And I were in my living room, Richard McGibney. Okay. He and I were sitting in the living room, and we, this lady called, and she was crying, and... Uh, he handed me the phone and said, say something to her. And I said, angels don't cry, so dry your eyes. <laughs> and uh, that's how the song came about. And uh, then I sent it to you, and you recorded it for us. And we have had a lot of comments on that. It's quite a beautiful song. I want to play it right now. It's a beautiful song. It's on my album. Give me a call, 227-1360. If you got a question for Louise Shields... We'll be glad to take it and ask her, and you'll be talking to somebody right from music history. My God. Here we go. Hold on, Louise. Okay. Written by Louise Shields, sent to yours truly, old Billy James. Here we go. Angel, don't cry. Come dry your eyes. You won't hurt
Hey, you're back live with Billy James, and I have a friend of Elvis and Selvis on the phone who sent me many songs to record. Her name is Louise Shields, and I have a question from Alberta in Cherry Hill, Louise. Can you hear me? She would like to know, what was your favorite Elvis Presley song? Oh, come on, you had to have one. Everybody does. You liked when he sang that Sinatra song, I Did It My Way? Yes. Okay. Well, there you go, Alberta. Alberta, every week, requests that I sing a Sinatra song, and guess what it is? That's life. Ain't that something? And her favorite Elvis song was one written by Frank Sinatra, too. I guess me and Elvis are both Frank Sinatra fans. How about that? I have someone else in the studio, I'd like to get the mic turned on, who wants to ask you a question, who has every record that Elvis Presley ever recorded. They have his gold records. I am not kidding. They actually have his gold record. They paid a lot of money for it. And I'm going to have her husband come on, a, on the microphone for a minute. His name is Bob Preferi. And he created a song to Aftershock is Shocking for old Billy James. And it's traveling the world, Louise. It's going all over the world, yeah. This guy was on that Wild Horse Saloon with his dances. He's written up in Country Weekly magazine, and he's an Elvis fan, and his wife is an Elvis, in every sense of the word, fanatic. Bob, say hello to Louise Shields, a personal friend of Elvis Presley's. Well, Louise, this is a real honor. We were coming down here in the truck, and we heard you on the air. We were going to stop in to see Billy anyway, but this is a tremendous honor. Uh, my wife has got to be one of the biggest Elvis fans. I don't know. We've got... Number. 150 or more albums. We, we've been able to get a couple of gold records, and we've got quite a collection going. And the uh, world comes to an end when anything, everything comes to a standstill when an Elvis song's on as far as she's concerned. This is a real honor. Why don't you introduce your wife, Bob, so Louise, she can meet somebody. She watched Elvis grow up as a little boy, by the way. That's how long she knew him. Yeah, my wife Marlene is here in the studio. Uh, the, between the two of us, we have a, a company called Honky Tonkin Productions. We do a lot of dancing. We've done a, some dances for Billy. We've been working with him on the songs Aftershock is Shocking. But she's sitting here. She's not usually uh, behind a microphone. She just helps me out on the dance floor. But uh, I said, anything that pertains to Elvis, this, this lady, she's got it all. And, and everything comes to a standstill when an Elvis show's on. So. How would she like to have one of the little teddy bears? Yeah. <laughs> uh, she's well, ecstatic well, I right now. Her answer that question. Yeah, she can answer. Say hello, Marty. It's, it's a friend of mine. It's a friend of Elvis Presley's. I've known her for many years. Louise Shields. Louise. Hi, Louise. Hi. I'm a great fan of Elvis, and that would be a wonderful gift for me. Oh, that'll be wonderful. I oh, really appreciate it. Thank you. Louise, would you say that again? Uh, your line was cut off a minute on the phone. And uh, would you would you say that one more time, what you're going to do, sweetheart? I'm going to send her uh, a tape of Elvis on Sun Record that has never been opened on an eight-track tape. And also, I'm going to send her a teddy bear to you, and you see that she gets it. Well, I certainly will do that. <laughs> That's pretty nice of you. Uh, you got some pretty uh, interesting uh, artifacts, I guess, from knowing Elvis all those years. Huh? A lot of memorabilia. I had over 10,000 pictures of him. Wow.
10,000 pictures. What'd you put all them at? Well, we went to skating parties, went to premieres and everything. You know, Billy, when he was, you know, famous and growing up and, you know, doing his movies and all. And Blue Hawaii, we premiered that with him. And, of course, we went to skating parties with him and different things, you know, Christmas parties and New Year's parties. And How was it at the... Uh at the skating rinks. Did, did he skate? Did you skate with him? Oh, yeah, we all skated. You were young then, right? How old are you now, Louise? How many years young? I'll never tell. <laughs> you never tell? <laughs> well, neither will old Billy James, and we're not going to do that. <laughs> all right, we can only guess. Billy? Yes. I'll tell you something. Age is only a number. It's what's in your heart and your mind. Is that right? Yeah. Uh -huh. Well, I hope I got some good numbers. And I know you got some real low numbers, Louise. Uh, at least uh, you sound very, very young on the phone. Well, I'm not, but never but mind that. Let me ask you this. You were writing songs way back then, too, weren't you? Yes. I wrote my first one when I was nine years old. Nine years old, my God. And, and it Richard... was recorded on RCA Victor by Dale Wood. Wow. And you also write songs with a famous songwriter who wrote Johnny Cash's hit, Mount Eagle Mountain, correct? Yes, I do. And uh, it's a very, name? very, very good friend of ours. Richard McGibbony. Yes, he writes, all, he writes all my songs. Johnny Cash's songwriter who wrote Mount Eagle Mountain. That's incredible. It was on Johnny Cash's TV show, uh, along with Cliffy Stone. Oh, Louise, I got some news for you. What? I was contacted by Family Value Television... And they might be doing a small segment on old Billy James here on national TV. How about that? Oh, that's it? great. Who'd always tell Billy James he'd make it? Louise Shields. <laughs> you did, sweetie. Believe that. Yes, you did. And I, I will always be praying for you and hoping and doing everything I can to help you be there. As I've tried to do with all of them. Well, I certainly appreciate that, sweetheart. I'm going to let them hear a song that uh, is reminiscent of Elvis himself. Of course, there was only one king, but old Billy James got a little, I must have fell down somewhere where he walked or something. So I'm going to let you hear this song. It's called Two Shades of Blue, and I dedicate it each and every week to a, a girl named Alice down here who just retired. She's a, a couple of years young, too. She won't tell me her age. But listen to this song, Louise. It's called Two Shades of Blue. Mercy. Take control. 
You know, one of the shades of blue was as clear as the sunny skies of heaven as I walked by your side. Yes, baby, we had it all when we walked hand in hand. And we shared a love that was so true. But you know, the second shade of blue appeared as dark as night when I told you I couldn't love only you. Okay. You know, I let foolish pride come between us, and now I realize I'm nothing, and I can't live this life in the second shade of blue. Billy James, 1360 AM on your dial. You're pretty lucky if you're listening to this show because I have a living legend on the phone, a friend of Elvis Presley. She has her own record label, and she wrote many, many songs, and she sent a lot of them to yours truly. Louise, I understand you got some new award that you didn't tell me about. Well, uh, just received their award through a seal from the city of Chattanooga, Tennessee, for their contribution to the music world. Wow, that's wonderful. And then also we got the Ad Award for the 1997 for our album cover. We had the best album cover. Well, congratulations. That's wonderful well, we're news. We're pretty proud of it, but we still love Billy James. You still what? We still love Billy James. <laughs> no matter how many of them we get, we still want to hear you. You play? They play a lot of my music down in your neighborhood, don't they? Yes, we do. Tommy Jett, he's a big station down there, on one of the big stations. He plays a lot of songs. W-D-O-D now. Where at? W-D-O-D, the biggest radio station there is in Chattanooga. And old Billy James is on it, right? Right on. Thanks to Louise Shields. Yeah. God, I love you, sweetheart. We do. They plan you in also in Georgia. Where? At Georgia. Atlanta, Georgia. Oh, Atlanta, Georgia? Yeah, in Florida. Sarasota, Florida. Yeah. Wow, we're getting around. Oh, they're playing at those three places. See, a lot of a lot of my fans up here, they're not aware that uh, there's wonderful people like you in the world that uh, are spreading the the music of Billy James around that you wrote and sent to me. 
And it's really great that you do that. You know, it's really wonderful. I want to thank you personally on the air, publicly for that matter. But anyway, I have uh, Cliffy Stone, uh, the great Cliffy Stone. I recorded three songs for him, and he passed away in January. And they're inducting him to the Hall of Fame in March, in the North American Country Music Hall of Fame, that is. And his wife is going to fly there, Joan Carroll. And I've been asked to come down there and sing the songs that I recorded for the great man himself. That'd be great. I'd love to be there to hear you. I'd love to see you. And Bob Preferi, who's in my studio right now, who developed the line dance that he has got literally around the world. Bob, tell me about Scotland. Listen to this, Louise. We were... uh well, I do a lot of stuff on the internet, and uh, I got an email from a dance teacher over in Scotland, and he'd been teaching this dance called Aftershock. Uh, they hadn't got the song. What we did was we did a selective distribution to uh, one or two dance teachers in the major countries around the world, and but the dance got out, and he was looking for a song, so we had to dump him down a copy of that song and get it over to him. They were going crazy over the dance. They never heard the song, and, and now they got a hold of the song over there. They're just loving the daylights out of it. They're just It's just going crazy. It just keeps growing and growing and growing. We just get more and more feedback constantly from this, this dance and this song. It's just a tremendous combination. Billy put together a real good song there, gave us a great vehicle, and invited us along for the ride, and we're just having a good time with it. Also, uh, New England, you got, and Florida, you got reports from how many different places already on this song? Uh, all up and down the East Coast. I got a couple out of the Midwest. Um, we got New Zealand, we got Australia, we've got England, Scotland, Germany, um, Canada, Japan. It, it just. Japan? It's just unbelievable. <laughs> really? Yeah, I've talked to some people over there. How do you like that, Louise? We got people working all over the country behind the scenes for these wonderful love songs and these wonderful uh, dance songs that have been sent to me that the people really seem to enjoy. Listen uh, to me. Go ahead, sweetheart. We heard you were in number one in Australia. Yeah, I had heard that on a, uh, a song I did for Cliffy. Right, the internet. We heard it through the internet that you were number one in Australia. Oh, really? Yeah. I put it up on the internet, and you were number one. I had heard I had a number one song that I had did for, uh, I sang for Cliffy Stone. Yeah. And uh, Dancing in the Arms of the Memory was the name of it. And it did go number one in Australia. He, his wife, uh, Joan Carroll, told me that herself. And now it's on the internet that it, that it did go number one for everybody to see. That's wonderful news. Well, uh, shame it couldn't have been mine, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're working on them. We're working on them. <laughs> oh, I'm not. I, I wish everybody well, Billy. <laughs> All right, Louise, I'm going to let them listen to another song by you that you wrote. goes like this. See if you recognize it, sweetheart. You remember this one you sent me? I have such a need.
Louise Shields, a personal friend of Mr. Elvis himself, the king of rock and roll. She's on the line with me right now, 1360 AM on your dial. And Louise, I have someone who would like to ask you a question about the king himself. Louise, this is Marlene. I'd like to ask you how uh, Elvis was around the holidays. I've heard through, you know, the books that I've read that he was very generous and he loved Christmas and all that. Could you tell me how it was around that time with him? We all had a lot of fun with him, and he was a very devoted uh, person to his mother. And at Christmas time, it was a very special time to him. We all really enjoyed him. And believe me, that he was a something special to us. I don't care what anybody says, don't let them kid you. I was a very religious boy. He wasn't uh, as bad as some people say. Oh, no, 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 no. You know, uh, uh, you know, Billy, you yourself, that we had to wait till after midnight. Everybody else was gone to have fun. And how would you like, it's just like being in prison. We had to wait till after dark or midnight to come out from behind the bars, you know, the walls around the place. What kind of presents did Elvis ever give you, if he did it at all, or did you give him? That's an interesting question that I'd like to know. Well, I have a necklace that he gave me, a diamond necklace that he gave me. He gave him just different things. <laughs> I think the funniest one was this little wet toilet paper. <laughs> I'm not going to touch that one. Well, he said that there was two things he hated. Went, was wet toilet paper and smart Alex, so we gave him the toilet paper. We didn't want to be a smart, smart Alex. Want to be a what, Louise? I can't hear you. Well, he kept saying there was two things he hated. 
wet toilet paper and smart Alex. We didn't want to be a smart Alex, so we gave him the roll of wet toilet paper for Christmas. <laughs> That's really funny. And he had a ball out of it. Don't think it was, you know, a smart trick or anything. He really enjoyed, you know, somebody playing the trick on him. He liked to have fun, didn't he? Yes, he did. He was a very congenial, loving person. And a fun, loving person. Louise, I'm going to let them hear another song by you that you sent me. So stay on the line, sweetheart. And I think we got another question for about Elvis Presley. And we'll be back in a minute. Don't go nowhere. Louise Shields, Elvis Presley's personal friend. And she wrote this song for old Billy James. You're back live with Billy James, 1360 AM. The phone number is 227-1360. If you got a question about the king of rock and roll, I got one of his best friends, someone who watched him grow up on the phone, who knows him very well. Give us a call. We'll be glad to talk to you. Louise, how did you come to, about to write that song? I heard Jerry Lee had something to do with that. <laughs> well, 
sitting around with him, and we just asked him how Red was the one that took her away from his mind, and that's how it came about. That's funny. Jerry Lee took a lot of bad flack in his time, too, and he wasn't really all that bad, was he? They made a lot of bad things up about him, didn't they? No, uh, the most congenial person I've ever been with. And, see, he did shows and things and gave the money to people, and nobody ever knew about it. He gave them the money from the show? Yes. I've been with him a lot of times when he would do it. In Tipton, Georgia, we did one. When we, uh, they thought we had crashed in an airplane, and... We were going in for a benefit show for some kids. They had to, had to fly home in for us to land on, but we went on with the show. And he gave every bit of it to the kids. All the, all the proceeds that he made, all the money he gave it over to children. All right, all right. Well, Louise, uh, I want to I play a song that Mr. Bob Preferry is helping me get around the world called Aftershock is Shocking. And we're going to let them hear it, so stay on the line. See what you, I'm pretty sure you know this one. Written by the Corey Brothers, California. Well, Dedicated to Karen's mom, Terry, who's having a great big birthday today. She's only, we ain't going to say how many years young she is, but I know she's lovely. We all love her. Forgive me for most of my faults. If you come to California, Lord, you let me warn you, there's a whole lot of shaking going on. If you lose your lover, I hope you will discover you can write a good country song. Not playing G and move it up to sea and sweeten up the melody. Oh, 
with Billy James. We're talking with Louise Shields, a friend of Elvis and Selvis, and a young lady in his studio who would like to ask you a question, Louise. All right. Louise, this is Marlene again. Uh, if it's all right with you, I would like to correspond back and forth with you. Uh, you're going to have to talk right away. I can't hear you. I'd like to write to you, if at all possible, correspond back and forth. Maybe you could tell me a little more about Elvis. Okay. I'll be fine with me. Okay, that'll be great. Thank you. Anybody that's a friend of his, it's a friend of mine. <laughs> okay, Louise, I'm going to play That's All I Have Left of You again. Tell the people who just tuned in how you came to write that song about Priscilla and what Elvis said with that picture you told me about. Would you tell us that again one more time? Yes. Uh, uh, we were sitting around, and he was very sad about Priscilla leaving, and he said, that's all I've got left of and he held down a picture of it, and so we wrote the song, That's All I Have Left of You. It was dedicated to him. And you want to dedicate... I'm going to sing... Well, I sang a song for you because of obvious reasons. And you want to dedicate this to the king himself, right? I don't. Okay. This is dedicated to the memory of the king of rock and roll, Elvis himself, from the girl who wrote it, who watched him grow up, Louise Shields. Louise, 
Please, are you still with me? Yes, I am. Everybody here would like to say goodbye to you, Bob. Yeah, Louise, uh, it's been a real honor talking to you, and we're looking forward to seeing you. We come down to Nashville area in March, and once again, I'd like to thank you for the stuff you'd be sending up to Marlene in advance. Uh, her feet aren't even touching the ground right now. Thank you, and that's been a pleasure. Louise, this is Johnny Shiro, the Shy from WNJC. How are you doing? I am doing fine, and I hope that's to meet great. you someday soon. Yeah, I'd like to meet you too, okay? You, have, you uh, take care. I'll see you later, I hope. Okay. That's great. Yeah, it was Johnny Sharbo. He's on 6 to 7 on Saturdays playing your favorite oldies. And Marlene would like to say goodbye, and I got Mr. C coming on. Stay tuned for Mr. C. Marlene, hold on. Here you go, sweetheart. The mic's yours. Louise, uh, I'll be in touch with you, and it was very nice meeting you and talking with you tonight. Thank you for all your information. I've enjoyed it thoroughly. Okay, Louise. Goodbye for now, sweetheart. Hey, you're listening to the outlaw Billy James, the South Philly Hillbilly. Hey, listen, uh, we're going to do something real special for you. I got a little song here called That's All I Have Left Like You, written by Louise Shields and Richard McGibbony. And uh, we're going to give you a copy of that free if you order my album. It goes like this. possible inclusion in the broadcast, contact Billy James. This program is copyrighted by Billy James. All domestic and international copyrights control and are reserved. show with songs from his latest album legends never die and other new songs to be introduced each week the billy james show is a craven production see you next week